You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Welcome everybody to the Detroit Kool-Aid. It's Friday and this is Griff talking to you today. Uh, once again, uh, it's going to be a nice weekend, nice mild weather here in Michigan. It's been pretty uh, calm all, all week. So once again on the weekend, it's getting closer to football. It's finally getting that fall feeling in the air. You go into the store, you're starting to see the pumpkin spice stuff all over the place. And uh, I know I'm just uh, you know, jonesing for the Lions to get back to, wa- to watch some real football. I mean, it's amazing how much you really miss preseason football, even though that's crappy football. And uh, you really miss it. But uh, it would give you something to do on the weekends when, when you're stuck inside trying to uh, stay safe from everything. So once again, even though it's going to be nice, you know, uh, you know, everybody stay safe, take care of yourself. And uh, as always, TJIF, thank God it's Friday. Um. First thing I want to talk about here, once again, uh, the big news. Everybody was, you know, one thing me and Derek talked about on a, you know, shows before was uh, Yannick Ngakwe. You know, you know, I asked him one time, would you trade for him? You know, Jacksonville was looking to get rid of him, and he was like, oh yeah, definitely. He was all about him, match him up with Trey Flowers. You know, it's a guy that can get back to the quarterback, something that the Lions definitely need. Gosh, it was, you know, it, it could have been one of those things that really helped the team. I mean, uh, I, I know there was, you know, a little talk about Jacksonville. He could have been a little bit of a malcontent in the locker room because he wasn't happy there and he was looking to, you know, looking to get out. And they were the whole the whole time they're like, no, we're going to keep him. Well, obviously that didn't happen. And Minnesota Vikings, you know, in our own division, was able to trade for him. So, uh as opposed to the Lions just facing him once this year, they're going to be, you know, having to face, you know, Yannick Ngakwe, a very talented defensive end for a number of years to come. Um, Minnesota's pairing him up with Daniel Hunter, so it looks like Minnesota continues to have that uh, great dual pass rush that um, that they seem to have, and it always seems to, like, you know, wreak havoc on the Lions. So, once again, Ngakwe coming in the division, I mean, he's going to be, you know, a terror, I, I believe. I always thought he was really good. You know, it's one of those asking price when you look at it. You know, like, gosh, you know, it just seems like Minnesota didn't really give up a whole lot. They just gave up some draft picks for him. And, you know, it seems like Minnesota is one thing that, you know, their gym really does. And, you know, Derek tends to point out is that Minnesota will stock, stock up on draft picks. It's one thing Derek likes about Minnesota is that, you know, they stock up on draft picks. Me, you know me. You know, once again, prospects are suspect till they do something. So if you're able to trade a couple draft picks for, you know, somebody with the, the talent of Ngakwe, of course I'm going to do that in a second. So um, 
it's something that once again the Lions are going to have to you know deal with. You know, um, you know, they had Daniel Hunter there, who's you know once again on a previous show, I, you know, when asked if one guy would take off any other team and put him on the Lions, it was Daniel Hunter. I mean, the guy's young, he's talented. You're pairing him up with Ngakwe, young and talented, two stud defensive ends. So it's going to be one of those things where you know. Taking Minnesota, I mean, was one of the, I was thinking, well, you know, uh, their defense, you know, was decent and maybe a little overrated. You know, now they got, you know, two stud defensive ends. They got, you know, a couple good linebackers at Hendricks and Barr. And, you know, we all know what I, you know, what I think of their safeties. I mean, I think they have the best two safeties, you know, in the division. So Minnesota's defense just got a whole lot tougher. It was already tough, but it just got a whole lot tougher. So it's one of those things where, um, uh, see what Daryl Bevel can, uh, you know, come up with to try to keep that that speedy pass rush pass rush off balance. You know, Minnesota with Ngakwe. It seems like another thing where Lions were hoping that uh, they get, you know add to their defense, get a pass rush, but uh, it's just another one they missed out on. Maybe it's one of those things where, you know, like Derek mentioned, they're still looking to maybe pick up Jadavian Clowney, sign, you know, slide in there and get that guy for maybe like a one or two year deal. So once again, I don't see that happening. I think the Lions are going to roll with what they have. So. I don't know, slightly disappointed to hear that it happened. And I know other Lions fans probably feel the same way. I've been reading that. You know, it's like that's all they gave up. How come we couldn't do that? But, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. We got to, you know, just kind of roll with it. And uh, hopefully the Lions are able to, um, you know, handle him and Daniel Hunter when they take on the Vikings twice a year. So, once again, uh, it seems like the Lions are going to be like, what if, what if. But uh, who knows? Maybe, you know, he doesn't, you know, affect the game. Like he did when he's in Jacksonville, putting up those numbers, but I highly doubt that. So, uh, next thing I want to chat about was um, DeAndre Swift running back. Um, for a bit there, he was held out of practice. He was a little dinged up. Uh, Matt Pat coaches weren't really saying much; they were just holding him up. He did come back to practice, you know, for a day or two, and then he did take some time off again this week. I'm thinking that's more of just a precautionary thing, trying to ease him back in, and uh, you know. Hopefully that uh, it's one of those injuries that uh, just doesn't kind of linger. You know, the last thing the Lions need is um, a pair of running backs that, you know, you, you think are injury prone. Uh, some people were saying that uh, when uh, Swift was at Georgia, he got dinged up. But it was one of those things where Georgia did have a crowded backfield, so he didn't have to be the bell cow. And uh, you could split carries. And I think that's what the Lions are looking for here. Swift, I really like him. I just think they're just going to ease him back into it. I don't know how this is going to affect his, you know, playing time early in the year. But once again, I, I think Carrion's going to be the number one for the time being. You know, he knows the system. He's been here, even though he hasn't been on the field a whole lot. You know, he's been in the league. He, he, he kind of knows what he's looking for. I do envision at some point DeAndre Swift taking over the number one running back position on this team. But with these, you know, little nagging, lingering injuries, it could, you know, affect how quickly that happens. Um, Once again, what Swift's skill set requires, you know, just pretty much like any, you know, back, you have to be healthy. But, you know, what, what he does... Just, you know, having a good set of knees, you know, you know, good ankles, you know, quads, everything like that, you know, just in his legs. It's a, I would be, you know, pretty disappointed if it was one of those things where if, if his rookie year, he just, you know, once again was here for a few games and then, you know, put on IR for some injury. I just don't think the Lions are going to try to rush him back. I'm not saying they did that with carry on. 
I know um, on prior shows when Carrion's injury was talked about, me and Derek said, hey, if he's healthy, even if it's late in the year, you know, get him as many reps as possible whenever it's only going to help him his career down the road. But that's what happened last year. Came back and carry on. You know, you know, he showed some sparks when he got back on on the field again after being, you know, off the field for most of the year. It's just one of those things that I I really want Swift out there for all 16 games. So you know, fine, take it easy now. If it's one of those things, the first you know few games of the season, you gotta limit his touches. You know what he's doing just to make sure that he's he's good to go, that he's 100. percent You know, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, carry on, Bo Scarborough, whoever their fourth running back, Ty Johnson, all the names we throw out there, Richard Huntley, all those names that we throw out there. As long as they can just stay healthy, you know, Swift, get back on the field, take your time. I'm fine with it. Once once again, I don't want to put you in the he's not that great category. I think you're you know can be a great running back here in the pros. Let's just keep that, you know, and uh, just take it easy. Listen to the coaches. Don't rush back. And I know you want to show your stuff here. We've seen the videos of you working out, you know, looking, you know, hungry. That's what the lines really need, you know, that nice, hungry running back. And, you know, just listen to the coaches. You'll be fine. So um, let's do this uh, before I get into the big uh, thing I really want to talk about. Let's take a pause for the cause right here and uh, pay a couple bills, and we'll come right back, and uh, we'll go into my main topic. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Okay, welcome back to the Detroit Cool, everybody. Once again, this is Griff coming at you. Uh, once again, if you want to, you know, don't like what I'm saying, you want to touch base with me, hit me up on Twitter. That's at GriffkaDKC. That's at G-R-I-F-K-A-D-K-C. Or, you know, feel free to, uh, you know, call the line or leave a text at 989-272-3484. It's 989-272-3484. Or as like Derek likes to say, 989-272-Kevin-Smith and Herman Moore. So, um, what I want to talk about today was uh, obviously uh, training camps underway. We're getting really close to the season, and just on, from what I've been reading and hearing, there's been you know a number of guys that have been having a really good camp. And that's always great to hear, especially with the way the off season has ran with no OTAs, very few uh, chances to get together as a team. It's nice to hear that you know these guys main mainly important guys are, are having a good good camp and once again I mean this is all you know you know preseason games so we're just kind of I don't want to say lack of a better term you know you guys are you're, you're kind of beating up on your own team so I know I mentioned this on a previous show does that speak more for our team or how good the how good the player is doing right at this point so um first guy I want to talk about once again we everybody's heard it everybody's kind of seen the videos Matt Stafford's out there he's having a really good camp that's really nice to hear um, you know, he's the Wiley veteran. I mean, I'm, you know, he knows what he's doing out there. But some of those throws that I'm seeing that out there on, you know, on Twitter, that I'm seeing videos on Facebook, and you know, 
it, it's nice to see he's got that nice touch. And I realize once again, it's just practice. You know, nobody's really bearing down on him. The the defensive um the, the defensive backfield you know, who he's throwing against. I mean, they are trying, but still, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's nice to see that he has that touch. He's knowing the offense and really comfortable with this offense. That's got to be big for the team. Once again, Matt Stafford, he's got to stay upright all year, and. He's, I think he's able to, you know, he's going to be able to put up, you know, good stats in this offense, you know, especially with, uh, you know, if the running backs can stay healthy, you know, him having a good camp, then once again, showing, leading the way, you know, can only help the team in the long run. So it's really good to hear that he's not struggling with, you know, any nagging injuries, you know, anything like that, you know, everything's been here, you know, everything is, you know, good for Matt Stafford so far. Uh, the next guy I wanted to touch base on um, was uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, Marvin Jones, and you know, once again, reading, seeing that, uh, and, you know, he's he's been kind of indefensible at points there in uh, in preseason. Uh, once again, it, it is a contract year for him, and everybody's heard how I feel about you know players in contract years. Always going to try a little harder, even if the Lions aren't looking to resign him. You know, he's he's trying to get, put up some numbers to be able to go out and you know gather a nice contract. You know, from if not the Lions, then another team. Um, He's one of those guys, I mean, if he wants to stick around, I mean, I know Derek's always says about me that I just like just want to throw big money on anybody, but no, I do realize Marvin Jones' age, how long he's been around. You know, I'm not looking to give this guy, say, you know, some five-year deal or anything like that. You know, a couple-year deal, bringing him back if he has a good year, I'm fine with that. But once again, depending on what wide receivers are out there on the market, you know, what the draft looks like, who needs what, some team may be willing to overpay a little more than what they're looking for, but right now Marvin Jones just having, you know, he's having a really good training camp, and uh, you know he's doing what he should be doing. Once again, Wiley veteran knows what he's doing, leading by example. There's a lot of young wide receivers in camp, and he's out there showing them the way, what needs to be done, and, and it's nice to see that, uh, you know, I don't want to say he's just kind of going through the motions, but yeah, he's getting his body ready, getting ready for the season, looking to have a nice strong year out of uh, Marvin Jones this year. Uh, another guy, uh, this one, I know I bag on the guy, the bag on, bag on the guy an awful lot, and that's uh, Taylor Decker, Ben Green stuff, he's just been having a great year, I, Derek's always been in his corner, you know how I think, I don't think he's that great, he's not that great, he, let's face it, big news came out this week that, you know, they signed him to a four-year extension, $60 million guaranteed, so once again, you know, congratulations Taylor Decker, you know, the Lions have their average tackle for the next, you know, four or five years. So, you know, congratulations. You know, you're you're an average player, but, you know, I hear you're having a good camp. Maybe this is where you become that stalwart that we're all looking for that, you know, maybe not, you know, like Derek likes to say, if he's not in the Hall of Fame, I think he sucks. No, I, I think he's I think he's average. Maybe this is the, you know, the part where he becomes maybe that he gets mentioned as a pro bowler. And everybody knows how I feel about the pro bowl. I always think it's one of those things, just kind of a popularity contest, but, I mean, even your alternates, you know, down the road, I, I don't want to say those guys are the popular guys, per se. I mean, they're guys that are like, oh, maybe they, you know, they're having a good year. They should be mentioned. But it just seems like Taylor Decker's not even mentioned with the alternates. So maybe this year he can get mentioned as an alternate for the Pro Bowl. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm seeing it. And I know Derek always bags on me. You don't just watch him. You only see his bad plays if you watch the whole tape and blah, blah, blah. Come on, let's face it, guys. He's completely average, and the Lions just gave him a whole bunch of money to stick around. But he is having a good camp. So, I mean, that's one of those things that he was looking for. I mean, 
I mentioned it before, guys, with, you know, looking for money, they, you know, I don't want to say they work a little harder, but, you know, they tend to show a little more because they are looking for that contract, so, I don't know, maybe it's one of those things, so, uh, I know, people can bag on me. Once again, if you disagree with me, hit me up on Twitter at GriffkaDKC because, you know, once again, I just think he's an average player and, you know, there's better guys out there and, but, you know, we paid, you know, paid money for that guy and, you know, I hope he turns out to be the, you know, the Anthony Munoz or the Jackie Slater that, you know, we're looking for. So, I don't see it happening, but, uh, you know, he is having a good camp, so it's going to be pretty important for him to have a good year just to keep uh, Stafford upright, and that's what we really need out of him. Um, re- also reading that uh, Romeo Aquara, you know, is having a good camp. Don't know if that's simply, um, you know, looking to be the comeback year, you know, player of the year. He, you know, he did, you know, have a really down year last year compared to the year before where he showed some stuff. And, you know, I know Derek mentioned he was looking, you know, looking for him to have, have a, you know, kind of maybe a step forward, have another good year, but he really took a step back last year. But he is having a good camp. Um, part of that, you know, some people are thinking maybe because his brother's there as well, you know, he's trying, trying to show him the ropes, kind of taking him under his wing, you know. So that's one of those things where, you know, he, you know, you have somebody else to, you, I don't want to say look up to, but he's, he's helping him out, so he's just having that good year, and he he might realize, like, hey, he could be one of those guys that, you know, is a bubble player, so he's putting, he, he's putting uh, you know, putting in the work, you know, stay on the team, you know, he wants to be here with his brother, obviously on draft day, he looked pretty happy that, uh, you know, Julian got drafted to the Lions, and uh, that's what he's here for, you know, he's, he's, he's going to help him out, and he's going to try to get on the field as much as possible and maybe he needs to realize you know that there's all this talk you know all these names keep on getting thrown out like I mentioned before and Gakwe you know Jadavian Clown is out there you know it's one of those things like hey I'm gonna put the you know show you guys you don't need those guys I'm here I'll be the guy you can depend on me so it's it's nice to hear that um you know Romeo Carr is having a really good year and that, uh, or I'm sorry, real good, you know, preseason and out there. So we just got to see how that translates to the field, you know, when the lights are on and the game's, you know, the game's playing. And hopefully it's one of those things he, he kind of gets those pressures and those sacks that we're looking for. I'm not looking for double-digit sacks this year out of him. It would be nice. But, um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, seven, eight sacks from him, you know, getting back, you know, you know, holding that end of the line on run plays, you know, putting pressure on the quarterbacks, you know, forcing bad throws. You know, I would really like to see that matching him up against uh, Trey, matching him up with uh, Trey Flowers, because that's what the Lions really need right now. Is they definitely need a pass rush to um, help those defensive backs. Yeah, uh, speaking of the defensive backs, hearing that um, you know Ao, um, Aware, Amari Aware is having you know a good camp. Obviously, um, I don't want to say they lit a fire under him a little bit by taking Okuda, you know, with the third pick, but. You know, been reading things, seeing things that, um, you know, Warrior's been holding his own. He's actually been, you know, outperforming Okuda. That, you know, he could be the starter, you know, the first the, the first game. You know, simply because, once again, it doesn't, it doesn't sound dumb that, you know, he's been here a year. Yeah, he didn't get a whole lot of playing time. He did show flashes last year playing. But, um, once again, he's got a year under his belt. And there was no off-season training program. So, Okuda was coming in, you know, being thrown into the deep end right from the jump. So, uh, you, you, I've read things, you know, Okuda, you know, has you know, been doing well in some things, you know, just, you know, 
doing going through the rookie rookie growing pains so what that happens to them you know you know biting on moves stuff like that you know getting picked on a little bit but it happens to rookies so maybe that's why Awari is having a little better you know training camp because he's seen a little bit he, he knows a little more I don't want to say he's the grizzled veteran obviously it's only a second year but you know he, he knows what's happening and um he kind of knows the how to handle himself a little more right now. So a war a back there with Trufant to start, I don't think that's terrible. Maybe a little disappointed simply because they did take um, Okuda with the number three pick. You're expecting that guy to be the plug-in already and ready to go, and you're looking for that lockdown corner like he played at Ohio State. Um, but if it's one of those things, a war is playing a little better to start. Um I'm not quite for sure if Okuda was out there thrown out there early and he was, you know, starting to get picked on a lot, getting burned a lot. You know, it could affect his game and affect his psyche. And he might, uh, I don't know, lose a little bit of confidence by playing. Um, but uh, I, I don't think Okuda would be that way. I mean, the guy's a pretty confident player, always played pretty well at Ohio State. But uh, Awari, um, Amari Awari having, you know, a good camp. That's nice to hear. It could be one of those things where, if you know if an injury comes up, it seems to happen a lot in the defensive backfield. He can go out there. Um, don't know if how we would play as the nickel guy. I mean Coleman's there, and still there's always there's everybody just thinks you know throw a defensive back out there. It doesn't matter. Nickel, you know having what the, the amount of ground you have to cover as compared to one of the outside guys. You have to be a little quicker. You have to cover a little more. You gotta, I, I think you have to read a little more as well. And um, that's what they got Coleman for, so hopefully he stays healthy. But if something was happening to him, maybe a warrior can go down there as well. And, it would, you know, your defensive, your your three are Okuda, Awari, and Trufant. That doesn't sound terrible, especially since Awari seems to be taking that, you know, that big step from his rookie year to his second year. So, I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised and, and, and pretty pleased that uh, a guy that they were able to get once again, we all thought they were going to get him in third round, got him late in draft. He, he's having a good camp. That, that's really good to hear. So, um, another guy that um, I'm hearing so much about is uh, Quinta Cephas. I know Derek loves this guy's name. I know he makes fun of me for picking guys who like their names, but you know the guys have you know the guy has a cool name, and but he's you know having a great camp as well. And you know just hearing a lot of things that uh, he, he's he's getting open, even if he doesn't have a great amount of speed. It's one of those things where the routes he runs, he's able to create separation. Not to mention he's he's just got really strong hands so he catches the ball really, really well. You know, it's one of those things I know Lions fans we always kind of you know, kind of, you know, get chagrined when we have guys that drop the ball and especially on those, you know, when there's a guy kind of draped over them and we, you know, when it's dropped, you know, you know, we can scream, hey, there's pass interference there or something like that when you don't get the call. But still, Cephas has been catching a lot. He's been getting separation, and, you know, he's in the slot. So, But I still believe this is one of those guys with who they have starting, you know, with Galladay, um, Amendola, and Jones. He may be another guy that they kind of bring a little slower, um, not throw him right into the mix right from the jump because you do have some wily veterans there that know what they're doing. Not to mention they have Hawkinson, once again, another guy who's having a great camp. I brought him up on a previous episode. But uh, there's uh, there's uh, four wide receivers or four, four ball catchers right there that uh, the Lions are going to be looking to get the ball. So if Cephas comes along you know, a little slower, doesn't have a great year, just kind of makes catches here and there to move the chains, I would be very pleased with that. You know, 
maybe that's just what they want them for. That uh, you know those third and shorts, you know second, you know maybe those second and shorts. You just want to move the chains that way. Bring him in there, make, have him get the tough catch. You know he's able to create a little bit of separation and, and move the chains that way. You don't always have to be a speedster. You know running the go route and running by people to be an effective you know wide receiver. You know hey everyone you know every once in a while just a guy that you know you know catches an eight yard pass to move the chains keep the drive going. I'm happy with that. And right now it seems like Cephas is one of those guys that can do that. So those guys, and I'm sure there's a few other guys that are having real good camps that you know I've missed or haven't you know heard nearly as much about. But um, those are the few guys that I think, especially Jones, Stafford, Decker, and Aquara. Those are the guys. Those are four key guys on this team that I believe have to have a really good year for this team to go anywhere this year. I know we're all spe- expecting a big jump. I- I'm starting to see a lot more. A lot more pundits are, are are kind of like you know don't sleep on the lines. I, I've I've seen a few different articles mentioning different guys, and that are saying it's like hey don't sleep on the lines this year. They're, you know you know I know everybody thinks they're just kind of like the lions, but you know based on where other teams are at the in the division, and once again I was reading these bef- these articles before Minnesota got in Gakway, but there was one of those things where. They're just like, hey, don't sleep on these guys. You know, these guys are going to be better than what you think. And still, there's still plenty of other guys out there. Um, as I know, was Colin Cowherd. I, I saw him. He had he had the lines at five and eleven. I mean, this team is better than five wins. Come on, it it is. It, it just is. I, I realize they have a, a tough schedule, but still, they are. But these guys are putting in the work at training camp. You know, I know me and Derek. We're going to run through, break down every game like we always do. We we both pitch a lot of W's, even with this very difficult schedule. And like I said, those guys right there are four of the main guys I, I, I believe really need to do well for the Lions to go somewhere this year. A um, couple more talking points before uh, before I finish out here. Um, saw saw an article once again. Uh, Rod Woods looking, uh, hoping to have at least some fans in the seats by the Colts game. Um, once again, not quite for sure. Thing, if uh, that's going to be possible, depending on you know what's happening, I know the governor of the state of Michigan, she you know is wielding you know some power, you know trying to keep you know everybody safe, which I completely understand, but um, you know once I always I always think that having some fans in the stands at home is a definite help, you know it it, it can help your team. So hopefully having fans there for, at least for the Colts game. Uh, the Colts, you know, they got a great defense. You know, they got Phillip Rivers coming in. Their offense, you know, is going to be, you know, it's not spectacular, but it's going to be, you know, they're going to be a tough team. And um, so having some fans in there just to help out, help out, uh, you know, get a little bit of crowd noise going, you know, keep the team pumped up. You know, I like the way that sounds. So I don't ever have any real issues with that. I'm just, you know, happy to see that, uh that uh, maybe you know football maybe get a little bit, little more back to normal. At least put a few butts in the seats there, as opposed to watching you know empty stadium seats. It's just uh, I know in other sports that it's happening right now. It's just kind of odd to see. You know, it looks kind of very scrimmage-esque, even though these games are counting. Just having some fans in the stands that that would be pretty cool for the Lions. Um, another talking point I want to you know mention. Um, once again, Lions first home game. You know, coming up here. In a, just a, a matter of time, just it's, it's right around the corner, and that is uh, they're playing the Bears, and once again we all know they signed and they got Nick Foles in the off season to compete with Mitch Trubisky, and 
and then Matt Nagy's like kind of holding his, you know, cards close to the vest. He's not telling who's going to be the starter is. And it's just like, really? Really? I mean, you got Nick Foles there, and you brought him in here to, like, ride pine behind Mitch Trubisky. Really? Come on. We all know who the starter is going to be. It's going to be Foles. You didn't bring him in here to sit the bench. You know, I, I said it before. I think Nick Foles, you know, I don't think he ain't that great. But he's definitely better than Mitch Trubisky because everybody knows that. I think Mitch is a dog's name. Even though Derek has pointed out to me that Mitch, he's never heard a dog named Mitch before. But Mitch just sounds like a dog's name to me. That's just me. Hey, anybody named Mitch, you know, listening to me, hey, hit, me, hit, me up, hit me up on Twitter at, at GriffkaDKC. Uh, maybe we can talk and you can change my mind on that. But uh, I realize Mitch now goes by Mitchell because he's trying to sound a little more professional. But, dude, you still suck. And... I know people are going to be like, well, he's never lost to the Lions. I don't think that's because of his greatness by any stretch of the imagination. I think that's more of like where the Lions were at at the time, how poor their defense was, how it was playing. It's not like this guy's going out there, you know, being a world beat or anything like that. So we all know Nick Foles is, you know, going to be the starter for game one. So Matt Nagy stopped like trying to be Mr. You know, you know, Ooh, uh, Mr. Tricky. You're going to have to like, you know, figure out both of us. You know, uh, you don't know which one we're going to play. Uh, I hate to break it to you. Both your quarterbacks suck. And what's the old adage? If you have more than one quarterback that can start, you don't have a quarterback that can play. That's what the Bears have right now. That team is in disarray. I know me and Derek will probably break them down next week on, uh, on the show. But still, I, I'm just going to say it right now. Both your quarterbacks suck. I don't care who you start. You're going to walk into Ford Field, and the Lions are just going to punch you in the face and take your candy and walk out, okay? And they're just going to leave you bloodied on the field. So... I don't care who you start. You can start whoever you want. You know, start Mitch or, or Nick. It's not going to matter at all because both quarterbacks suck. So just go out and name one. Let them know who's getting the reps. Stop being Mr. Tricky Tricky and fool the Detroit Lions because I think it's not going to matter in the long run. So, so um, as everybody knows, it's going to be uh, my last show before the season starts and me and Derek get, get rolling here. So, um I guess I get to kind of say whatever I want about the season, you know, and that. So once again, everybody knows I'm a big Lions fan. I'm hoping for these guys to really, really produce this year and um, take that big step forward. I know there, there's times I, you know, like Derek calls me the waffle maker. I really waffle on Matt Pat as coach. I think there's some stuff that he does pretty well, and I'm, but there's some stuff he still leaves me kind of shaking my head, you know, clock management, you know, some of his calls sometimes, you know, it just kind of leaves me thinking, like, you know, what the hell are you doing? I wish I had the soundbite right there, but uh, still, I'm still in his corner, and I know Derek's saying that, you know, you're going to say that right until something bad, you know, then you're going to be Mr. Eeyore Downer. Hey, you know, I'm going to be in their corner for and watching them, cheering them on, you know, always hoping that they get the W no matter what their record is, even when, you know, if things go south and people like, just lose for the draft pick. I'm always hoping that the Detroit Lions, you know, pull out a W no matter what. And so let's just let's hope for the good year. Um, I, I think this team can do some damage where it's at, what they've picked up, and uh, where they're going to go. So as always, everybody, you know, drink it in. And I really appreciate you guys listening to me. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week with our show starting to break down the regular season. Once again, everybody have a good weekend. What a comeback by the Lions! 
drink it in, man.